Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and those riddles of human nature. Gotta have those riddles. On this episode, we discuss the British quiz show, Only Connect. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Uh, I got through a weekend uh, of being a quote-unquote single parent. It certainly gave me a lot of sympathy for actual single parents, especially since my sister was here the whole weekend helping me out, so I didn't even have it that hard. Um, but did, did you guys do anything? We did. Um, we, uh, in particular got out to the nature museum that the kids like, and that is a pretty short drive for us. So I'm a big fan of that one too. Although the museum itself is quite boring. Um, there, there is a big butterfly sanctuary uh, uh, and that part is fun. Yeah. Very um, fun. But the kids really enjoy it. We came out of the butterfly sanctuary and there was uh, a young woman sitting at um, what had to be the most rickety card table they could procure. <laughs> and she had this um, sad little diorama of with um, like different stages of metamorphosis for bugs. Yeah. And she um, said to us, would you like to learn about metamorphosis? And I said, sure, seems like a good thing to learn about. And so we go over and she's talking to the kids, but she's sort of hemming and hawing. And um, occasionally she stops to ask the kids, like, what are some bugs that undergo different types of metamorphosis <laughs> that you can think of? And the kids are just like, huh? Like, yeah. getting nothing out of this. Right, uh, right. Ants, one of them said at one point, and she was like, yeah, I guess they, I don't know. Gosh. I don't know if they go through a kind of, she didn't even know. Um, she's asking us if we want to learn about metamorphosis. Yeah. I don't know if she did. <laughs> so it just gets more and more awkward as right. we're standing there. Right. Cause like you want to like encourage this young aspiring educator, um, but do your homework first. Like I, my sympathy was melting away as I saw her consulting her little, uh, fact sheet and oh, just thought Lord. like, man, if you're going to talk to kids, you got to have this down cold. Right. Um, because their interest like was minimal to begin with, and she just could not hold it. Um, so finally, 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 we finished with that. I mean, it might have gone on forever if I hadn't said like, <laughs> wow, thanks a lot. Great. Okay, have a good day. Um, just sort of ending the teaching session. And we wander down to the end of the museum. And then Leo, we're at the elevator to go back down to the lobby, and Leo insists that we missed something. No, we have to go back. We missed something. Oh, and, okay, it's not that big a deal, but I just, I do not want to cross back in front of this <laughs> young woman. I don't want to see her right. again. Like, it was so painfully awkward for all of us, um, this experience, but... Wouldn't you know what Leo did uh, drag us back through? And so it's, hi, hi, oh, yeah, <laughs> metamorphosis. Hi, hello. Um, and all we saw was some art exhibit by a guy who paints pictures of moose or whatever. Um, so thanks a lot, Leo. Leo. <laughs> he wanted to get his money's worth. That's so funny. That reminds me when we went to uh, Carol, my sister took me to their zoo, which I told you about at the time. But... There were that it was right after 
uh, COVID. So a lot of the animals were still in quarantine. There was really nothing to be seen. I saw the back end of a capybara, which uh, is one of my favorite animals, but not the back end, though. The, no, not the back end. But you, you know, you take what you. There was nothing. There was nothing to see. And there was this woman in a little. It was very, very, very hot. And there was a woman sitting under this, uh, just a just a roof, really. Uh, and at some point, there had been an exhibit nearby, and she was there to tell you all about something. But she made no eye contact, and so neither did we. And that was that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to do it. Well, I don't think it really is, because it cost (laughs) us $7 to get in, and we didn't even get 50 cents worth of animals. So there you go. (laughs) 50 cents worth of animals. What a sad picture that is. It's very sad. It was very sad. And I said to Carol, uh, so this is Delaware's version of the Philadelphia Zoo. And uh, I just couldn't stop ribbing her for uh, the whole. I still rib her about it because it was so awful. (laughs) Take that, Delaware. Really? Oh, I hope all our listeners in Delaware aren't. Sad that we've impugned their zoo. It was awful. Um, so, yes, it was great to have Jenna come for the weekend with the kids. And it was sort of, uh, I don't know, it, she's my sister, so I know her. But it was sort of like a prep run for we're hoping to take a big trip to Japan this summer. And Jenna will be coming along on that. So I felt like it was sort of uh, not a test for me so much, but a, a chance for Jenna to experience, okay, what is three <laughs> days of all kids all the time like? And, man, she was a champ. Um I mean, you know what was great about Jenna is she was good with the kids and um, patient with them without also being so, like, cloying and everything you say and do is right, which sometimes people revert to, you know? Right, Um, She wasn't mean to them, but when they were being annoying, she was like, hey, cut it out, would you? Um, And... That was really nice. It was nice to have someone to commiserate with about how annoying the kids can be. And I almost felt like texting her after she left and saying, hey, I really love my kids and I think that they're good kids because I spent so much of the weekend like rolling my eyes at them and saying like, oh, what a maroon, uh, you know, to her, (laughs) not to them. Right, and I right. just felt like maybe I gave the wrong impression, but kids are annoying. What can you do? Like, no, they're she, fun. And, and she gratif- knows that. Yeah, she knows that. Um, she knows that. They're wonderful and also often annoying. Um, so how is it different when she's there and I'm there? Well, she doesn't boss them around as much. Like, you, you're a mom. Right. And you, you know, you're around kids and you go into a little bit of mom mode, which like I appreciate. Uh, I'm not knocking it. Um, Jenna doesn't have kids, so she I don't know. She behaves as an aunt. What else can I say? She's like an adult in the room, but she's not she's not telling them what to do. You know, Um, it's just occasionally a little bit of, oh, could you stop kicking my car seat, please? Or, (laughs) "Okay, you two. Like, let's stay separate and not fight in the back seat. She helped out a little bit on that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but 
you want to assert authority, and for you, like, the way these children are being raised is at stake. Um, Jenna isn't quite as intense. I guess I'll put it that way. Well, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you should feel good about it. You're a good mom with good ideas about momming. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll cry later. Oh, oh stop. I'm uh, kidding. You. I'm kidding. I would love to be the perfect everything, but um, I just find it very difficult to change. <laughs> Nor should you. I. When did I say you were imperfect? Um, well, I guess you didn't. No, I didn't. Good. I have to check the tape on that one, but I'm pretty sure I didn't say that. Yeah, no, you didn't. You're okay. You're good. You're good. It is, it is different when you're a mom because you're, you could, you know what the finish line looks like. And, um, that's sort of where your eye is rather than on the race. Oh, well put. Interesting. Um, I mean, you and I had a conversation last week or the week before um, where I talked about, <laughs> I won't use the exact phrasing that I use in that conversation, but like having kids changes you and you inevitably regard people who don't have kids not differently, uh, differently. And I said right. not be because not negatively. I want to say that. Like, I, you respect everybody's choices. I hope I do, I guess I'll say. I respect everybody's choices, but it just gives you a perspective um, that I, I did not have before I had kids. Um, yeah. And there's plenty of life experiences that are like that, and this is one of them. Um, so, and when you don't, have kids, you're not aware of that divide at all. I mean, I think people notice like their friends become parents and then you see less of them, or maybe they grow off in a different direction and they only hang out with other parents or whatnot. But you can't, um, at least I didn't before I have kids understand that like, this is a life experience that transforms you. Um, so I do find it interesting to observe how people who don't have their own kids um, behave around them versus people who may not have their kids around but have had the experience of being a parent. Um, it's different. You know, the, the other thing I think, uh, I think there's other things like that, like marriage. You think, well, we're two people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, but that does change things. It yeah. definitely changes things. And I'm finding <clears throat> um, with the aging process that people who have their parents – aging parents and uh, you know the eye rolling never stops I guess is is the message <laughs> is the message because your parents both of mine are gone but there came a time when when they they all start oh somebody stole this somebody stole nobody stole anything from you but I hear it from friends whose parents say uh Oh, the, the plumber was in and he stole something. So there's stages at, at all the time. Yeah. Um, 
not to put too fine a point on it, but I think uh, regular listeners will remember the TSA watch saga where you insisted that the TSA <laughs> people had stolen your watch. So it's an interesting yes. example you pick here. That's yes, all I'm saying. Thank it's an you. illuminating example. Yeah. For you. Well, to use. I can't wait till you start because I, I, I will know. You'll notice be gone by it. then. Oh my God. Don't say that. Now I'm just going to stay here just to, just for spite. Just so I can be there for the moment when you say, oh, where are my keys? Oh, they're in my hand. I say that yes, all the I'm... time. <laughs> well, then, welcome to the club. Yeah. I blame welcome it on the kids the when it happens to me. I blame, I blame the brain fry that comes with the kids. Well, Kids, if you're listening to this, listening to this podcast someday, <laughs> I love you with all my heart. God, you're like the, the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and sometimes, yeah, you're a pain in the ass, and I like to talk about that on the podcast too, because nobody wants to hear me love my kids all the time. <laughs> How boring would that be? Uh, probably boring. Yeah. Mom, you have uh, in recent weeks and many times in the past commented on sports announcers and sports yes. commentators. You are um, a connoisseur and critic of sports broadcasters. Uh, and I sent you a sort of a bonus review for this week. We are going to talk about Only Connect, but I sent you a couple videos by this guy I love on YouTube, John Boy, John Boy Media, J-O-M-B-O-Y, if you're not aware of him. And John Boy does a mix of um, like breaking down funny or interesting moments in baseball games and like reading players' lips to figure out what they said. Um <laughs> He does a, a video, which I think I sent you, Mom, called Things You Missed, uh, Things yeah. You Missed and We're Never Going to Watch Anyway, where he talks about obscure sporting events and <laughs> makes them come alive for a minute and a half, and then it's on to the next thing. Um, he has a variety of light programming on YouTube, and I think he's a genius. I love watching John Boy, and but he is also very funny and jokey. So as I was yes. watching a video the other day, I thought, hmm, mom doesn't like the funny jokey types. I wonder what she'd think of John Boy. So I've been waiting to hear. Um, what did you think of John Boy Media, mom? I loved it. I absolutely loved oh, it. That's great. <laughs> you know, I... the My problem is that when I'm in a tense moment, when my team is perhaps not doing very well, uh, I mm. want the announcers right there with me, mm. feeling tense and tell me what's going on. I don't want to joke about your dog now, um, but this man has it all sorted out. It's in its own little <laughs> category and it's wonderful. It is so much fun. It is so funny. And you know, it's just a couple minutes out of your day, uh, really enjoyable, and sports that I've never even heard of. Yeah, what was the one with the paddles, and they were whacking it through the goalposts, hur hurling or something like that? Is that what it was called? <laughs> that was That's what it was called, but... But what is it? I don't even know. It looked a little bit like lacrosse, but not really. It's like lacrosse. Um, it's if instead of the netted part, they just had like a, a big hard ping pong paddle on the end of a stick, right? It's um, very strange. Man, they were whacking the bejesus out of that thing. <laughs> they were. 
Now, you would never think to sit down and, oh, I'm going to watch some hurling highlights. And, right. you know, that's sort of the conceit of John Boyd's, um, of this particular John Boyd series. Um, and I love it. It's just enough. That's all I needed to see to be like, yep. whoa, wow, what, is, what on earth is that? And he explained that's how right. they keep score a little bit. And, you know, he explains the game in the superficial level. And then 10 seconds later, he's like, look at this fan. He's saying, yeah, we're going to do it. And this other guy's saying, it's amazing how much he can get out of one crowd shot in terms of all the different yes. personalities he draws yes. out of it. But that's what I love. Yeah, me too. You know, I love when when somebody makes a touchdown in football and they run over to the sidelines and you get to see the guy with the with the costume on and you know, he's drunk <laughs> yeah. out of his mind and he's all excited and I just love those moments. So, um this show has a something for everyone. Yeah. Um, so that's John Boy Media. Mom specifically watched the uh, Things You Might Have Missed series. Uh, and I also sent you a breakdown, right? Like a lip sync, or not lip sync, but a lip reading thing? No. No? Okay. I thought I sent you two videos, but I guess it was just the one. In any case, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I really did. What grade? And this is not an official grade. I no, just want no, everybody no. to know, don't get out your official uh, Pop Mom <laughs> Score score card. cards for this one. But what's your grade for John Boy? I would give it an A. I think it's worth uh, checking in and, and seeing what's going on in the world. Because, again, it was also educational. Where yeah, are that's they... true. You learned a little something. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let John Boy know you gave him an A. He might be happy okay. to hear that. I bet he will because, you know, they all read their email faithfully. He might. Uh, yeah. Well, why do you think he does, but not the guy I wrote to? Oh, I just like to imagine that he does, because I have a little bit of a crush on him, I'll admit. I just oh, okay. I just think he's the best. Okay. So I hope he'll read my email about my All mom right. liking him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we talk about Only Connect, Ma? <sighs> yeah. Okay, here we go. On the long-running BBC Four quiz Only Connect, host Victoria Corin Mitchell presents players with four seemingly random clues, and their job is to guess the connection. Take these four. The Curtains in The Raven, Pretentious Prose, Heliotrope, and Iraqi Voters' Fingers in January 2005. I'll give those to you one more time. The Curtains in The Raven, Pretentious Prose, Heliotrope, and Iraqi voters' fingers in January 2005. What's the connection between those four things? Mom, do you know? They're all purple. If you guess they're all purple, you are correct. Congratulations. But, and I'm not kidding, that was an easy one. There's oh, my Lord, that was an easy one. Playing the connecting wall segment on the show. Four points immediately because you've got all the groups. Let's see if you can get the connections. First one, Lewis Hall Garcia Springer. Called, called Jerry. Famous Jerry's, famous American Jerry's, in fact, they all are. Yell, Jersey, Hoy, Mull. They're all uh, British islands. Islands around the British Isles, exactly so. Cocker, Field, King Charles, Sussex. Spaniels. Spaniels, that's where you started. You struggled with the Sussex one. Yes, I've never heard of Sussex <laughs> Spaniels. Uh, well, there it is. It is one and the final group, Ink, North, Flux, Storm. Magnetic. They're all magnetic. Simple as that. Almost every episode of Only Connect is available on YouTube. At least that's how I watch it. Viewers in the United Kingdom can consult their local television. Mom, did Only Connect connect with you? 
No. <laughs> no, it didn't. It really didn't. I love the idea of it, yeah. but it's beyond me. It's really beyond me. Too hard. And too hard. <laughs> not because not only are I going up against information um well, one, I don't know the rhythm of the game. So some things I could have gotten, like a group of words that have three random letters at the end, but the first four letters are all connected in the in the four selections. Yeah. So you, you're saying if you had more time to look at it, you could ferret out that type of connection. A lot more time, perhaps. <laughs> I'm just saying perhaps I could... Plus, the jargon is British, yes. so some of the things they refer to uh, are are very unfamiliar to me. You know, I kind of, um, I have come to enjoy that. At first, when I started really? watching the show, I was just like, oh, I, this show is hard enough, and then they're going to have some specific British stuff, and in fact, they have a lot of specific British stuff, yeah. because it is a British show uh, filmed in Wales, but I like that kind of stuff. I'm just amused by the moments where there's four things up there, like lemon, trophy, piano, uh, and <laughs> tower and you're just like what what could this possibly be and then yeah. victoria says these are the words at the end of the lines in sniggly diggly poo and everybody's like oh sniggly <laughs> of diggly course, poo of, of course. course how did i miss that and i'm just sitting there like what this what <laughs> but i have come to enjoy like we said about the john boy sports you learn a little something i've learned yeah. a lot of british culture tidbits and i also um by the same token I learn a lot of how other English-speaking countries understand us, and there was one. Uh, oh, yeah. There was one in particular. I think it was, yeah, it was in the first round, and the um, clue started to come up, and it said the first one was uh, right to free speech, and or and press or whatever. And so immediately I'm like, oh, Bill of Rights. That's easy. No idea. You know, they can tell it some sort of rights, but the people on the team don't know. Um, and then it comes up, uh, number two, right to bear arms. And then everybody at the same moment is like, oh, America. <laughs> like, because that's what they know. <laughs> Freedom of speech and press, hmm, that yeah. could be anyone. Freedom of guns, that's America. Um, well, one of the episodes I saw of the two that you sent me, um, one of the... The, they have a category that is pictures, and Howard Stern was the picture who they misidentified. Oh, that's right. I because, remember that. Yeah. Right? It's like, because I would not, not recognize that face. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not British. So they're at a disadvantage for some things, too, which is amusing. Good point. But they know a lot more about American culture and presidents in particular. Like, they know yeah. so many presidents and prime ministers. Oh, I don't know. Really amazing. But I also wanted to note that the host, and uh, this is who I really noticed it with, um, she's not snooty, but her English is so lovely. Um, yeah. And she she uses uh, two-syllable and three-syllable words sometimes. And I think, well, this would never fly in America. I don't mean <laughs> to insult America. I really don't. But... The way we speak the language is really, it's not, does not do it justice. And I'm as guilty as anyone, you know, sometimes reach for a, for a new word 
it's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, um, she is very literate. I I think she's awesome. Anna does like to watch this show with me, although A, she typically falls asleep halfway through, um, and B, the one thing she doesn't like about watching with me is my um, difficult-to-conceal fondness for Victoria Corrin Mitchell. Oh, um, it's just, harmless. I just think she's the bee's knees. <laughs> she's smart. She's uh, goofy, funny. I mean, I think she writes all of the intros and outros to the oh. show, which are reliably bizarre and... Um, little flights of fancy. Um, so she has some comedy to her. She, uh, you know, sometimes she ribs the contestants. She clearly gets irritated when um, two or three questions go by without um, a correct response from either of the teams and sort of spurs them on. But she's unfailingly polite when they lose. And just the might right mix of... Um, sticking them in the ribs and um, in the end being really kind to them, that it makes you feel, I don't know, it makes you feel welcome, but not uh, doused in saccharin. I guess I'll put it that way. Oh, I think that's, yeah. Genuine. Plus, plus there is no, there, there are no prompts to feel this way or Great uh, point. Re, because there's no, essentially very little production. There's not uh Right. Uh, wah, wah, music or <laughs> such right. things, right? That's right. Um, yeah, it's there's no studio audience. Right. There's no announcer. Um, and there's no prizes. They what? do get a, the winner at the very end of the season, the winner of the final uh, round um, gets a little trophy, but there's no cash prizes. Um there's no prizes to speak of, really. Yeah. And the teams seem very compatible. There isn't, there doesn't ever seem to be somebody that uh, stands out. I know everything. I have the answer to this. It seems very um, homogenized, which is also very pleasing to look at. It does usually seem like everybody is contributing. I will say, having seen... Um, many more episodes of this sometimes there is a team where one person just doesn't seem to be doing anything that does happen oh. from time to time but yeah it's teams of three and uh, they tend to be filled with smart people um, sometimes they take solo applicants and mush them together in a in a team oh um, that must be interesting and sometimes those teams do very well it's I don't know. It's all so kind and it is low key. Yeah. And yeah, you're so right, mom. I just, I just love that. There's no, what I call clapping for money amounts. You yeah. Know, the, the game show move where it's, and you could win up to a hundred thousand dollars, huge applause. And we have to do that like four or five times right. a show, yeah. right? There's none of that. And it's amazing how much game you can fit in when you don't yes. have all of that. I forget. We had an appointment to go somewhere one day and we were trying to watch, I'm going to say it was Wheel of Fortune, but I'm, I'm not positive. And I think we watched it in 11 minutes. Because <laughs> you skipped all the BS? Because we, yeah, we just zipped through all the crap. Yeah. And so there was really 11 minutes of content. And, you know, that's fine. That, that, that's 
what it is. This this was as close to an entertaining version of College Bowl with Alan Ludden as as you would ever want to see. Um, well, they do have a College Bowl equivalent in the UK that's still a going concern called University Challenge. And wow. uh, often University Challenge contestants turn up on Only Connect as well. Um so, and I think that speaks to, you know, this was a culture that was a big part of America, this uh, culture of intellectual excellence, uh, I would say, and it would manifest on TV in the form of these quiz shows. Um, I do think that the 21 quiz show scandal um, that came to engulf other shows and really wiped mm. quiz shows from the American TV dial for some time had a lasting effect. We do have quiz shows now. Of course, we have Jeopardy and, and all that, but not even, I don't know, I don't think Je Jeopardy approaches the nerdiness that we see on Only Connect. Like, it is another oh, no. level of nerdiness and just intellectual, you have to have a, an innate intellectual curiosity, I think, to be able to be good at Only Connect. Um And that's not as big a part of our TV game show landscape as it right. remains. And I'm not saying it's a huge part. I mean, Only Connect is on BBC Four. I don't know what University Challenge airs on. And there are a few other brainy um, British quizzes. But yeah, it, it never really went away over there, it seems like. Whereas College hmm. Bowl, you say College Bowl and God, think of the 60s, right? Alan Ludden. Right, right. A long time ago. That's as, that's a, a, as close a setting as I could imagine. Yeah. No, that's a good one. In, in in this setting, I do. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Today is television. Daytime television is largely people telling you how to live your life better. Nobody nobody's happy with their life. Here's how to eat better, sleep better, uh, improve your sex life, uh, have a better relationship. It's it's so boring and so nobody has nothing new to say, I'm afraid, in my opinion. Bring back the game shows. We just want we just want something to entertain us for a few hours. Oh my god, the pseudo therapeutic culture is out of control right now. I agree. I love when the New York Times runs a piece on how to de stress your life as they do once a week at least. Um <laughs> and I always think Here's a good way. Read less of the New York Times. Yeah. That'll here's, make a big Here's difference. another good way. Stay away from the news. Stay away <laughs> from the talk shows where everybody is screaming and this is better than that. And just, just chill. Read a book. <laughs> I don't know. I I do find that when I watch the news for for a period of time, I get very grumpy and stressed. Yeah, and of course. the solution is step away from it. It is really not necessary to follow the news on a day-to-day -day basis. And this idea that um, you have to do so to be a solid citizen is a very self-serving one for the news industry. Um, but in fact, it's not true. It's We view the news as entertainment, as a hobby. I almost... I think That's on the how podcast, it's presented. I've, yeah. I've called it before um, fear drug. Like it's our national yeah. drug um, to... We like the feeling of scaring ourselves. I don't know why, but we do. And I'm not saying I'm so different from everybody else, um, but we're drawn to it. 
um, through some lizard brain instinct, and it's it's well, not that's, good for us. That's why Halloween is becoming such a big holiday. I think. I mean, every <laughs> night, every night, David Muir opens with breaking news, breaking news. Oh my God, what has happened now? You know, nothing, people. I'm sounding so old and crotchety now, but uh, honest to God, when I was a kid and you saw breaking news come up on the TV, like something was happening, like the president was shot or we're going to war or like something big, (laughs) right? Now it means it doesn't mean anything now. Now it means here's the news. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the, um, yeah, crummy, miserable news. Well, anyway, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy Only Connect, Mom. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I just couldn't participate, and I ended up feeling very inadequate. Well, uh, yeah, I guess it takes some self-confidence to watch the show, because I certainly don't do as well as I would hope as uh, someone who thinks of himself as a nerd himself, but uh, I just love seeing the smart people on there. I love the smart people being matter-of-factly honored for being smart. Yeah. They don't have to get $100,000. They don't have to have a studio full of people clapping for them. Just like, hey, good quit. Fine quizzing, as Victoria says. Yes, yes. And I also would like to say that it seems like the type of show that you would enjoy very much just sitting in your living room trying to solve the puzzle with people that are around you. Yeah, of course. It seems, yeah, it's very cozy that way. That's that's not a great word, but it's inviting, like I think you said, inviting. I watched an episode with Jenna here to show it to her, and she got the first puzzle that came up on the first wow. clue. Wow. I wish I could remember what it was now, but I can't. But I was pretty impressed. She did it. Yeah, she got a couple of them. Go, and Jenna. I said, go home. Get out. I don't, <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> Mom, what's your grade for Only Connect? Um, I would give it a, a B plus just because I oh. found it so difficult, but uh, it's very Generous. enjoyable, and I would encourage people to give it a try. Give it a try. It's all over YouTube. Just type in Only Connect and something will come up. Mom, what's your recommendation this week? My recommendation, since you read a David Sedaris book, I went to the library and checked a few out, and I got his... I don't know if this is the latest, but it's after COVID. So it's called Happy Go Lucky. And it's just stories. I found this to be one of the more revealing books of of his personality and how he interacts with people and such. Um, He is his partner of many, many, many years, you. He tells some stories about how he does not really get along with his family and thinks they're pretty outrageous, which I I think they are. Um, But you know that they have a great love for each other. So I enjoy hearing him say, you know, you's rolling his eyes and we're all just being ourselves and they, they can't stand each other and such. But he does talk about his father. This is before his father passed and the tension that always existed between them. He went into his room where he is in an assisted living place and uh, they have a, a little conversation and his father says to him, you won. And 
he's just sort of stunned by that and goes on to explain how he worked it out, what it meant, what did it mean. So it's very from the heart, I feel like this book. Mm. I'm sorry, I got caught up in That's this. all right. No, it's clearly it moved you more than I would, uh, frankly, expect uh, David Sedaris collection to do. It yes. sounds like this is a little more deeply felt than... I mean, I don't want to accuse his earlier stuff of being thin, but it's light, observational, uh, right? Uh, right, right. So, and, and I always felt at arm's length, which is okay. That's his right. Oh, interesting. But he reveals a little bit more of himself in this book, and I found it just very, very enjoyable. Um, it is broken up into chapters that stand alone, so... It's that type of book, if that appeals to you. Mm. Uh, I would really recommend this. That's Happy Go Lucky by David Sedaris. Uh, consult your local library. Before we close up the show, Mom, I'd like to uh, share an email from the mailbag. Um, first, we did get a thank you note I wanted to pass along from oh. uh, Dan K. from Tokyo. Uh, he said, thanks for uh, taking his re recommendation, which was Barbie, uh, which yeah. we did last week. We did not get a lot of blowback from that, as I had oh, potentially accepted. I really thought we would. Yeah. I thought we would, too, but I think a lot of people agree with us, as it turns out. Um, and he continues, now, regarding this week's recommendation, Fargo Season 5 had the beginnings of a good season and fumbled so hard it makes Season 4 look like something out of the Criterion Collection. Wow. Season four is the one that stinks, most people say. Oh, yeah. that We didn't even finish that one. But have you finished Fargo season five? Yes. And do you agree that it was fumbled in the, in the end? I think it could have been stronger. Okay. Okay. But it doesn't make season four look like something out of the Criterion collection as far as you're concerned? I don't know what the Criterion Collection is. Oh, it's a uh, it's a line of uh, high end um, movies on video. So, like they um, they take you know critically acclaimed uh, or rare um, artistically important movies and they put them out with very nice treatments on DVD and Blu-ray and such. Oh. Um, so, Criterion no, I, Collection I, I, is like something great, something all time. Uh, yeah. So. No, season four was something you would scrape off the bottom of your shoe. There's no getting away from that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so thank you again, Dan, for writing in. Uh, yes. Ginger wrote in. She has a suggestion for us to consider. Um, she writes, since we mentioned Only Connect, that she wanted to also suggest Richard Osman's House of Games, which is on the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of difficulty. Oh, okay. Oh. Should we check that out next? Sure. Maybe not for a review, but we'll take a look at it and we'll talk about it in some fashion here on the podcast. That's a good All idea. All right. And our final uh, email this week is from uh, Jeffrey M., uh, he says, since I know you guys enjoy receiving emails, we sure do. And we got a lot of them this week. Um, just not about Barbie like I thought they would be. <laughs> he says, I'm wondering if either of you have watched any of the NFL games that have aired on Nickelodeon. John, I know you like to emphasize how NFL and other sports broadcasts are shows and not just games. And that's abundantly clear in the Nickelodeon broadcasts. 
I don't know if it's enough to warrant an entire episode, but I'd love to hear your thoughts if you have any, especially with the Super Bowl coming up and set to air on both CBS and Nick. Um, so I bring this one up, Mom. Why don't you check out the Super Bowl on Nickelodeon? Like, just dip okay. into it for a few minutes at least. Okay. Um, and because I like this... Uh, this email from Jeffrey. Um, I have seen the Nickelodeon Slime Time. I've watched that a little bit with uh, Leo. I think the slime and stuff is, is the novelty wears off fast for me. Leo seemed to enjoy it for the duration of the show, but also he was getting to watch TV. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's never really like, turn this off. I'm yeah. done. Yeah, um, I'm going even, to bed. Yeah, no. So it's hard to tell. I I just think the novelty wears off really fast, uh, is my opinion on it. But let's take a look at the Super Bowl. How do you feel about the Super Bowl matchup? Uh, well, I used to get very excited about it. Of course, we don't have a dog in the fight this time. Uh, but mostly, I think it's a bunch of bluey. Wow. Cub okay. bluey. I don't know what uh, that but means. I, but I also did want to say that uh, after the Super Bowl... Stupid Petrix is going to debut. Oh, there's a show, Stupid Petrix now? Yes, yes. Who's hosting it? Sarah Silverman. Okay, okay. Under Dave Letterman's... Imprimatur? Yes. Okay. Worldwide Pants is producing it? Worldwide Pants, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So that's what you're excited about then, huh? I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Uh... I, I am a little bit excited about the NFL because the uh, Super Bowl, because I think people are so obsessed with Taylor Swift that I'm enjoying all this kerfuffle about her. Yeah, you're enjoying it? I am. Okay. Well, she should be in attendance. Well, I imagine she will be. Sweet couple, I, aren't I, they? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I was very disappointed that the Lions did not go the yeah, whole way. I, yeah. I really, really wanted that very much. I'm not really interested in the Lions, but having gone so long with a drought, I just I wanted that very much for them. Me plus too. I've heard yeah, plus ahead. I've heard that that if they when they have the home games that they play the theme from Lion King and everybody holds up their babies and their kids and I oh, wanted to see that. That is so cute. I have never heard of that. Wow. That's oh, I what love I heard. you getting some football trivia by me. That is so yeah. fun. I got to see that. Stick with me. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of Pop Mom. This episode of the podcast was edited by Scott Jones, and quite capably so, if I may tip my cap to Scott. God, he's been great. Scott, all listeners should thank Scott for allowing the podcast to continue to exist because I am just sick of editing it. I'll confess. And now Scott says he loves editing it and he's been doing a good job. Life is good. Mom and I will be back soon to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, though? Any ideas, Mom? Mm, Probably something interesting. Something interesting. Okay, that'll be a challenge because I do not have... We're we're fresh out. (laughs) So we got to fill up the furnace again with uh, some review coal. I don't know if that metaphor makes sense, and I apologize for it. In any case, thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. And we love to get email. You heard it on this episode. That address is popmom at ological.net. You can talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.